0: Hey guys, in this episode, I'm joined by ex-financial consultant turned content creator at Where's Amanda. We chat about what it's like to leave behind the corporate life to go follow your dreams and travel the world to attend music festivals. Amanda has some really valuable life lessons and advice for you guys. I really enjoyed speaking with her today. I learned a lot. So I'm super excited to share that interview with you guys today and kick off the new year. So let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Happy New Year, you guys. I hope you all had a happy holiday season. Welcome back. I feel alive. I feel refreshed after taking my first week off. um, But I am so, so excited to be sitting down to finally record again. Thank you all so much for checking out today's episode. I have a bunch of announcements here at the top to give you guys before we get into today's really exciting interview with Where's Amanda. But, you know, if you noticed by me calling the podcast something new, I am relaunching Rave Culture Cast uh, with some newer things this year because, you know, I started this podcast back in April and As I've been working on it, as it's been evolving, I've really wanted to just update some things. And I thought, what better time to start than this first episode back in 2020, which is super exciting. So we have a new logo design, which I am so excited for. I have been wanting to update the logo, you guys, for so long. I cannot even tell you. Like, I am a graphic designer by nature. So, you know, when I did the first one, I really liked it. I think it was fitting to get started, but I wanted something fun and modern. And the other thing that was sort of like eating away at me was, you know, the name. So it's still Rave Culture Podcast. You know, that is the official name. But on... My social media handles and what I call it, like, just as like a nickname is just Rave Culture Cast. It's shorter. It's easier. I love it. I love the sound of it. So that's what we're calling it from here on out, you guys. The Rave Culture Cast fam. And yeah, so I updated that in the logo. Um, you'll see that change on social media, but the um, the Instagram and Twitter handles are the same as they were from the beginning and the email has always been Rave Culture Cast. So it made a lot of sense to launch into the new year with that. So really, really excited about those changes Um, Again, whether you guys are just checking me out now or you have been with us, a part of this family from, you know, back in April, I'm super excited to have you here. Um, Some other big things, you know, I personally am just really trying to invest a lot of my time and energy into this podcast this year. It's something that personally, as a passion project, I'm very excited about. There's so much potential and you know, people I want to have on to interview and exciting episode ideas that I have. And you guys have been submitting so much content. So I think there's just like so many places we can go with this. And I really was just excited to like give this some new life um, this new year. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, Please send me your feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts on everything and the the change. I hope you guys are welcoming to it. Uh, What else? Um, You know, I just wanted to talk about resolutions really quickly, obviously, because, you know, we're starting off here January 1st. It's a new year. A lot of people approach the new year with resolutions or goals, whether in life, career, relationships, finances, like whatever it is. And for me personally, I am approaching this year. I always pick a theme. And this year my theme was growth or this new one is growth. Um, in the past, I had picked I think last year's theme was finances, which I actually I thought I was good crashing and burning (laughs) but I actually did save a lot last year which was shocking so I think I excelled in the past I've also picked like health I've picked relationships I've picked love and then this year 2020 I picked growth so you know I'm curious to hear what all of your resolutions are this year um the reason I just pick a theme rather than like certain concrete goals is I find that it gives myself like flexibility to kind of cover a, a bunch of different aspects of my life and It's not as much pressure to like, you know, have a lose a certain amount of weight, save this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of like this overarching theme for the year. So I mean growth in many different aspects of my life. Um, I really am trying to grow as a person. I'm trying to grow my community and my network around me. Um, I am trying to grow in my career and my finances as well, but I really am just so excited and passionate about my side hustles and I am so hardcore pushing to grow them this year and I want to grow this podcast I want to grow my YouTube channel and I really want to grow the rave community because I think it's the most rewarding community out there and it's given me so much and just seeing more and more people discover it this past year has been the best experience and if somebody learns more about rave culture or the EDM community through my podcast or through my videos that just makes me really excited so I you know, want. To have a really big impact on people and I want to share other voices in the community with you guys so you can discover more and learn more and we'll just all be in this together. So anyway, those are my resolutions for the year and I, I couldn't be more excited again about, you know, starting off with Rave Culture Cast on the right note going into 2020. With all that being said too, I personally have wanted to step up my game quality wise um, I've invested in some equipment and you will see if you are watching on YouTube today I interviewed um, Amanda she is out in Denver Colorado I finally guys I know this took me a while finally actually have video so you will actually see me and Amanda talking today Uh, I don't know why it took me too long call it procrastination call it comfortability I'm not really sure but yes you finally will be seeing the person that I'm interviewing. So if you watch on YouTube, definitely look forward to that. Um, It was something I had on my list. You know how lists are. And I was always like, Emma, you really need to test recording interviews and recording video chats and stuff. And I just kept pushing it off and pushing it off. And I finally decided to make it a priority and I I knew I was using this um, episode as the jumpstart for that. So anyway, you guys can go check us out on YouTube. Again, it's just a playlist called Rave Culture Cast on my personal YouTube channel under Emma Capotis. And again, quick shout out, uh, Instagram and Twitter handles are at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. Follow along on either platforms, wherever you guys want to um please please uh rate and review on apple Podcasts on itunes and i would absolutely love it again if you guys go give us a follow on youtube subscribe over there and just spread the word send a link to a friend today please screenshot and share on instagram stories tag us in it and spread the word i really really appreciate you guys um telling people about the podcast that's how we grow over here so thank you guys for doing that Okay, I've blabbered on for literally long enough. <laughs> I just had a lot of updates to, to catch you guys up on at the top here. So I'm going to get into our listener of the week and then I will roll right into the interview and then you guys, we will have EDM news at the end, which I have a, I think I have a lot to catch up on because it's been a few weeks since I've recorded. Okay, so I have our listener of the week here. If you guys are unfamiliar, every episode I want to... Highlight one of our fans of the podcast who listens and um, you can nominate somebody. That's the whole point of this. So you can send in nominations to RaveCultureCast at gmail.com. That's RaveCultureCast at gmail.com. And yeah, it's somebody who's making like a positive impact in this community or in your life. It could be a friend. It could be someone in your rave fam, somebody you know and admire, whatever it may be. I just really want to spread some positive vibes and highlight some of our listeners. So this email comes from Lorena. It says, hey, Emma, for this week's listener of the week, I wanted to say thank you to my rave fam. Our fam is essentially called the plur family on our messenger group. I'm not sure if they listen to the podcast since I have sent them the link before, but I'll do it again. Thank you so much. (laughs) I wanted to say a big thank you to them for introducing me and teaching me so much about raving, its history, the ins and outs, and most importantly, what it means to be a part of the community. We've gone to so many events together this year and hung out outside of that, of course, and it is just insane to me that we have hit our one year as a family in September. Thank you. Here's to another year of new events and festivals. I would also like to give an extra special thank you to my boyfriend. Thank you for supporting me extra this entire year with all the hurdles for us. We've done a lot of growing together and hit our one year rave anniversary. I appreciate that you acknowledge how special raving is to me and I appreciate you consider considering going to more events, even though our bank accounts might not like it. I feel that pretty hard. <laughs> he is also a raver, but is also half metal head. Anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for this year's memories. Here's to another year. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lorena, for your submission. Shout out to all of the supportive partners out there who are being there with us, raving with us, attending events, and just in general being supportive of our interests. And huge shout out to all the rave fans out there. That's really exciting. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast with them. I see you. I appreciate you for doing that. And thank you so much for doing that submission. We're excited. So uh, Lorena, your boyfriend and rave fam are a listener of the week. Okay, I really quickly just want to do another little intro before we get started on this interview and you guys hear what Amanda and I chat about today. So like I mentioned in the intro to today's episode, um, this is an interview with Amanda. She goes by at where's underscore Amanda on Instagram. She does also have a YouTube channel that she just recently like totally revamped. She just launched a podcast and yeah, she also has a Twitter and a blog and everything, which is great. So again, go check her out on all of those platforms. Um, Her YouTube channel has been really cool. I've loved some of the videos she's been putting out lately. Um, you'll hear her talk a little bit more about her background today, but she does have a lot of experience in like social media marketing, which I think is very interesting. So she has put some really cool videos out about like growing your platform and your personal brand. And I watched them and immediately like had some changes that I could do to my pages afterwards that I thought were super helpful. So she does have a lot of like life experiences in a couple different areas. And I became familiar with her, I believe it was. Through her Instagram, I found her and I know, noticed she was just another festival content creator. And she had worked for some of these companies that I had heard of, um, and we had some mutual friends. And then I got to meet her and chat with her for a little bit at EDC Orlando, which was really cool. And yeah, I just feel like she's hustling really fucking hard. She's killing the game. And we have a similar like work ethic and path kind of. Um, not work wise, but some of the things she was driven by, I'm driven by. So I just really wanted to have her on here selfishly to pick her brain. But also because she did quit her job as a financial consultant to which was a huge, huge risk. Obviously that's like a financially stable job and she had a place to live and everything like that. And then she quit quit, I think she was twenty five. She'll say it in the interview. But to just go chase her dreams and She traveled for a little while then she attended I believe it was 26 music festivals in a year all over the world Um, and she talks about it it's not like it was all rainbows and butterflies and it was easy you know there were financial struggles and she learned a lot of life lessons along the way and I just thought that would be really helpful for a lot of people to hear because there are so many people who are trying to do this right now or want to attend more music festivals in general and it is financially difficult so she does have some like helpful tips about that um, because I get questions a lot being like how do you afford to travel to all these music festivals we'll talk a little bit about that today um, and get into some of those details but um, we're also just going to talk a little bit about like building a really incredible personal brand and how that has all worked for her And some behind the scenes kind of like music festival tips and what it's like working for something versus like attending something as a fan. So all very interesting things. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. And I think without further ado, let's get into the interview and welcome to the podcast, Amanda. How are you doing? Pretty good. I have
1: been like creating a bunch of content recently, so it's been fun to like have time to do it again.
0: Yeah. And you recently moved too, right?
1: Yeah, I've been here for two months now, but I like went on a three-week trip in between. So it's been like two weeks since I like stopped traveling again. I feel like like I'm finally getting to like settle in. This is like my room.
0: Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I was just watching um, your like who is Amanda video on your YouTube channel. And I know you were at home for a while, but I saw one of your posts that you moved to Denver, right?
1: Yeah, so I was actually kind of traveling for two years. Like, I would joke that I was living at my parents' house, but I would be there for, like, 10 days max. Okay, I got um, it. And I was really, like, living out of my carry-on. I did, like, last year I did 26 festivals. This year, I think I'm at, like, 15, maybe closer to, like, okay. 20. Um, I haven't, like, sat down and actually, like, tracked, like, how many I've been yeah. to this year. right. Just, right always been like a roller coaster but yeah I finally decided that I was ready to pay rent again yes. um I kind oh, of enjoyed yeah. you know like people always ask me like how can you travel so much and it's because I didn't have to pay rent like it literally right. gave me so much extra income and like I would go to you know Mexico for a month and get like an Airbnb like right by the beach for like right. super cheap okay um so I just kind of had like I guess alternative living habits
0: right right Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited you're here, and I'm glad we're testing this out. So just to give you some background, this is going to be the first episode of the year, which I'm really excited about um, because it's literally coming out on January 1st. And I was just trying to think of like how to kick off the year and not only like restart Rave Culture Podcast, but just like introduce more people. And, you know, I recently became familiar with you and I got to meet you at EDC Orlando. And I just think you have a really interesting story. And I found your, um, tips video helpful. You did like a budgeting tips video on your YouTube channel. And I thought like a lot of people are probably in the position where they're like figuring out their goals for a year and like restarting. So I thought it'd be interesting to just like share your story and then, you know, any tips and advice you have as far as like traveling and doing that full time, um, and doing music festivals. So, Before we, like, hop into all of that, because I have so many questions for you, um, I just wanted you just to, like, introduce yourself to anybody who's not familiar and, you know, where you're from, what you do, and uh, just how you got involved in the music festival community to kick it off. Totally.
1: Um, so I'm Amanda. Uh, a lot of people have kind of known me through my, I guess you call it my personal brand. Where's Amanda? Um, through Instagram, I've really started to kind of grow my platform a little bit more through there. About two and a half years ago now, I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was working in finance. I started going to music festivals. Like I had all this disposable income because I was working in finance. So I was like, making some pretty good money. Like It was pretty awesome. I was honestly making more than I ever thought I would at the age of 25, um, but I started kind of getting a little bored. Um, I started blogging on the side. I actually started like food blogging. That's where I started it off. I have this Instagram called Treat Yourself CLT. have oh, um, seen Parks and Rec. The Treat Yourself episode is like one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, <laughs> So me and my friend, we just started. She's actually um, still into food blogging. She works for like Best Food, you know, New York and Best Food Denver. um, So she's still stuck with it. Uh, But I started there and then I really got more into music. I was working for this, um, I guess it was like a media outlet, you could call it in Charlotte called uh, Culture Okay. And I honestly just like filled out an application online and was like, you guys are doing cool stuff. Like I want to do cool stuff too. Like what do I do? Um and then I covered my first concert was actually Steve Miller band. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> and then I did G Easy, which was it was G Easy and Logic, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And then after those few articles, oh, I did an article about a pastry chef and like some food stuff. Okay. And then I got the opportunity to go to Austin City Limits as media, which nice. was like insane at that point i'd maybe been to 10 music festivals ever my first one was counterpoint in uh, 2012 which was like this insane lineup it was 150 for bass nectar avici pretty lights zed was like at the bottom of the lineup on a side stage wow it was back when like raves were still kind of like neon and like the furry boots boots and like candy. Yeah. yeah like, way, yeah. way back. Um, and then like girl talk would come to like my university all the time. Yeah. Like some throwbacks here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got super into like Greek life and I was like president of my sorority and I was like, Oh, I don't go to festivals. You know, it's just nice <laughs> look, blah, blah blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And now like, look at me. It's so funny. Right. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so I went to media for ACL and I was like, Whoa, this world. Was so cool. Like, I literally just sat back in the media area and like watched other people do interviews and just like, right, so hard. It was like, (laughs) this is people's jobs, like, what is going on here? And I was like, okay, like, you know, maybe this is the world I want to be in. And I quickly found out that writers don't really make that much money, unfortunately. And I think the more that I've experimented with different things, like, just sitting at a computer and just straight writing is just maybe not the medium that was good for me. Okay. Um, but it still kind of got me into it, got me started. I really started to do more artist interviews. Um, and then I requested through my company to do a sabbatical. Like I was just so burnt out from work. I was working like 90 hour weeks. I was doing like anti money laundering consultant. So it was really cool wow. work. Like we were helping to find like human trafficking through people's bank accounts. Okay. Yeah. So it's like exciting, but, and I got certified, but, like the more I got into it, the more I was like, wow, you guys are like really passionate about this. And I just, I don't care. Anymore. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And like the more I started going to festivals, I think in 2016, I went to eight mm-hmm. and was like, wow, this is like such a cool world. Yeah. I had two media passes. I did ACL and then I did voodoo and it was like, and then I got my friend like, like a plus one. And I was like, this, this is so cool. Like I get free tickets to festivals and like I get to write and like create something around these festivals. Um, and I was just like started getting really into it. And then work just like wasn't getting better. I was still super burnt out. It was super corporate. I was wearing like a suit every day. Uh, one of the peaks where I knew like I wanted to quit was, uh, I decided to be a little crazy and go to Coachella for like 36 hours. It might not even been a full 36. Yeah. So it was really cool about my job was I got free flights. So I was traveling a lot. And if I found somewhere that was the same price, it it, like counted as flying from home. And so I got invited to go to Chicago and I saw that there was a red eye flight from LAX to oh, Chicago. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like I could be like, the flight would get me in at 7am. Like I could be to work at 9am and just like do it. And I had points cause I was traveling yeah. so much, but it was my best friend's birthday. So I couldn't go that Friday. So I literally left Saturday morning at like 7am from Charlotte, North Carolina, wow. flew to LAX, rented a car, Drove the two hours to go to Coachella. Oh saw God. Skrillex's secret set at the Do Lab, which was like absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Saw Porter and Maddie on do their last set ever together. Cried my eyes out like a baby. Yeah, hopped back in the car. Had glitter all over me, <laughs> and like went to work. I literally like sleeked my hair back into a bun to try to like hide like, it. All. Out. Yeah, yeah. And, like, had no sleep, showed up to work, it was just probably looking like a mess. But yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Like I just I would so much rather do that than like be here. So that was when I first was kind of like, okay. It's time to make some changes. Um, So I moved to a different apartment. I was living in what I like to call like a pretty bougie apartment, Uh um, just like paying way too much for rent for Charlotte, North Carolina. So I moved into a place where I was paying half the amount of rent. Uh, So I was saving a bunch of money Uh, I I saved just a ton. I started going out less. I think it was the beginning half of the year. So it was a lot easier to avoid festivals, Mm -hmm. which was nice. Um, Also, I think too, yeah, 2017, I went to Okeechobee and that's like local. So I could like drive, uh, even though it's like a 10 hour drive, but yeah, just started saving and kind of started concocting this plan. I had a friend from high school who was going to be going to Southeast Asia in the fall. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm going to have this classic quarter life crisis. Like, my life is going in that direction. And I was like, I joked that it was so basic to just be like, like, I literally turned 25 and was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Right, right. But I was one of those people where I, I, my biggest problem was like, I didn't know what I wanted. Like I was so jealous and almost a little like mad at friends that like sure. would make beats in their bedroom. And I'd be like, if you want to make music, like go for your dream. Like if I knew what my dream was, like I would be doing it yeah like if music was my dream I'd be living in my car outside the studio like figuring Mm -hmm. out how to make it work but I just I didn't know what it was I just like you know with with working in media you know it's like writing photography Mm -hmm. PR like there's just so many options and I felt like I didn't know what I wanted but I was just like over Mm -hmm. my life I was like everything's going right like I shouldn't be unhappy Mm -hmm. you know I had a great paying job. I had cool, like a lot of coworkers were my age, you know, like other than the corporate side of America, which like, I just have learned that I'm not very good at like following those rules, like for too long, like (laughs) in the beginning, in the beginning, you know, I was like, I can wear a suit, but it was stupid things. Like I went out and bought, like all my clothes were black just cause it's, I don't know, maybe I was just born to work in the music industry. Cause it's like <laughs> the color I love to wear. Yeah. I didn't want to think about what I was having to work. So I bought like these nice silk shirts, you know, like nice black slacks and black heels. And that's what I wore every day. Cause it was just right. simple. You know what I mean? And like, that was like an issue. Like that was like a thing brought up, like why do you wear black every day? And it was just these stupid things. And like sure. one of the things was like optics, you know, I would get my work done at four, but they'd want me to stay till six, just sitting there looking my busy. My least
0: favorite thing in the entire world about oh, That was like a breaking point
1: of mine. And like I had a performance review and my manager like called me and he's like, what is going on? Like Right. Mentors, he's like, he was like, they said that your like attitude sucks. And I was like, this is why my attitude sucks. Cause I don't sure, agree. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so that's I'm always,
0: what I was kind of getting my work done in a span of time and I don't need to just clock yeah.
1: in. Yeah. Like I'm it. too productive. Really? That's what <laughs> you're going to tell me. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um, so yeah, then I was like, how right. do I u-? yeah, exactly. It was like, how do I use these productivity skills better? Right. Um, so yeah. So then I like saw, I went to Oregon Eclipse, which was a seven day festival in Oregon around the solar eclipse. Oh my and God. it's great. It was Like I literally have it tattooed down my spine, like the whole series of Eclipse, because it was just something so incredible. And it just hit that time in my life where like, I just quit my job two weeks before. I moved out of North Carolina. Like I moved all that my stuff back into my parents' house. I was getting ready to go to Bali in like a couple weeks. And it was just cool that like the universe and this festival like presented me with this opportunity to really reflect and kind of have this like epic moment you know like the, it literally went dark for 10 minutes at like 10 a.m that's so
0: good. that's such a like a transitional time for you too and especially like if how long were you at that job the corporate job
1: um I was in the like working world for like three years so I was at that one so I was that like my first one for like six months
0: okay
1: um and then this one for like two and a half years
0: I mean that's like a I feel like a lot of people our age, like that's about the amount of time when people are like ready to move on, especially like to me, like if you feel like you've stopped learning or you just feel like it's repetition and it's like so comfortable, like that's when I like am jumping out of my skin and ready to move on. So I feel like it was probably just the right time for you to go. If you're not gaining anything, it sounds like you were able to like save up your money and then make that decision that it was time for you to like put in your notice, right?
1: Yeah. I probably had like six months where I was like, get me the Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, so done. And like, I think the reason that my friends and family were so supportive was because they were just overhearing me complain about it. Like every day I was just so, and that's how it was with my first job. My first job, I thought I was going to be doing more consulting and I was more of a customer service rep and just like felt like I got lied to. So I was just very unhappy with that. But then the second job, like I really did love it. I just, once I started this kind of blogging on this, side and getting media passes it was like this is just not where my heart is like i'm kind of an all in person and you could just tell when i get disengaged and like everybody could just tell that i was like pulling out of that like company in general and it had nothing to do with them i mean i think there's definitely some things they had to fix but it was just yeah the career path and i was just like I don't know what I want to do, but it's not this, right. Like, it just, it's not where I want to be. And yeah, saving up money. Like had I quit in December? So I quit in July. Okay. I was ready to quit in December and I had zero savings in the bank. <laughs> I was in a lease that was really expensive. I had no plan. I was like, I'm going to go be a barista. Cause I'm right. just like unhappy. Like, yeah. but I waited the six months. So my bonus hit in March and that helped. you know, I saved a uh, like 15, over $15,000 in wow, that six. That's March. great. For
0: people who that's, like who yeah. aren't saving, that's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what I think is having a goal in mind. And I kind of mentioned this in my video, like about tips, like for budgeting is like having that goal is what got me through. So like on a Friday night, instead of going out, I'd be like, no, like I'm, I'm staying in because I have this goal. Like I want to quit my job. And I, and I would tell my friends too, when they invite me, I'd be like, I'd love to hang out, like come watch a movie with me on my couch. But like I I have this goal, but I think telling them like, Hey, I want to quit my job and travel Mm -hmm. that they were so much more like open to it, that they were like respected it, you know? And it just, I think it changes the conversation if you're just like, Oh, I'm saving money, you know, whereas, Oh, I'm saving money for this. I think it just helps you like stick to it. Yeah. It's like that has, has more of a purpose. Um, and yeah, so that
0: things to talk about offline. (laughs) uh,
1: Yes, I got you. (laughs)
0: I mean, it um, but a lot, though. I mean, you. I think it's pretty incredible what you've done so far. So, like, since you've moved, in the last, I guess, six months. Like, where have you been, and how did you grow? You know, your Instagram handle and your personal brand out of all of this.
1: Yeah, so I started by going to Southeast Asia, and I would suggest to anybody that like just needs time to think, it's a great place. At one point in Vietnam, we were spending three dollars a night on a hostel. Oh, wow. And it had three pools.
0: It's really affordable to like move around. <laughs> it's yeah.
1: so like, I think the month in Vietnam, I maybe spent a thousand dollars and I rappelled down waterfalls. I went into like caves, like yeah. a party like I did so many things I found out that I went during rainy season so I would not okay. suggest going during the time that I went there's a lot of times we just got rained out which kind of sucked okay. but yeah it's just like the flight's expensive but once you get over there like or even like I went to Central America uh, like Nicaragua and Costa Rica like it's just the cost of living gets so cut down I mean you can live on like $20 a day you can live on $30 a day and be like balling out which is pretty cool. Um, So I had that time to think. Um, I did a festival. I did Ultra Bali. I did a festival in Vietnam that I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, (laughs) I did Envision in Costa Rica. And Envision in Costa Rica was really where I kind of started to like things started to change for me. Um, I got some more paid gigs. Um, so a lot of like writing gigs in the beginning, uh, I founded a company. So one of the first outlets that I worked for was festival squad. That was like the first national oh, yeah. okay. outlet that I started writing for. Um, and the founder, she went to this conference called X live, which I now what, well, well, they're not, together anymore, but I used to work for X live. They just recently closed up shop, but they were like one of my first really well-paid writing gigs. Um, so I started writing for them weekly and that started to kind of give me an income. And then we founded a marketing company and did a project at EDC Las Vegas. And so that was kind of our first venture into like, I guess you could say entrepreneurship, um, in the festival space. And we, that's like a whole probably other podcasts. Like we've gone through so many ups and downs and redone our business. Uh we'll be two years in May is like our official like founding date. Um and yeah, in those two years, like we have done a little bit of everything. Uh one of our main clients right now is GlowFX. Um so we work with them. Um we work with a couple other brands and like smaller festivals. So we've really kind of found our stride in social media management and influencer marketing. Those of you kind of the two yeah. So those have been kind of the two places that we've found to be like most successful. Okay. Um, but that's one of them. And then my personal brand, I honestly, not really, a lot of times I, I call it like his serendipitous. Like mm-hmm. I put myself out there on my own dime a lot. So when I had my savings, I bought the festival passport, which unfortunately no longer exists. Um, uh, but that was like a golden ticket. I think it was like a thousand dollars maybe. And you got access to over a hundred like a hundred festivals, like EDC, Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza. Like the first so, like that year that I did the 26 festivals, like that passport was like made a lot of it happen. Okay. and then, Like also introduced me to this whole family. Like there's, there's a whole group that had it the first year and then the second year that would do meetups um, and just be in a Facebook group and chats. And like, now we still like do meetups. Like there's still a couple groups that I'm in when we're all at the same festival. Like we still have a meetup, which is really cool. And like just through the different connections I've made, I, I find that every time I, I get on board with something, I always try to go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. So, with Festival Squad, for example, I not only became a writer, but I became the international editor. So, it was a little extra work. Mm-hmm. I had to like review other people's articles and find people to go to these festivals. And, like, we'd never really had an international team. Okay. I basically like set it up for the first time. And if you yeah. know um, Kat Specko, she did the 52 festivals. Yeah. yeah. So, she was like, I like brought her on, and she was like a huge help to help grow Festival Squad's international team. Yeah. Um, now, the there's a different, um, international editor, but I still like made that position and I was doing all that for free. Right. Like, right. I didn't get, I didn't get any monet, like any monetary compensation. Right. When I was writing, I would get free festival tickets. So that was definitely like an exchange, but yeah. Yeah. But to be an editor, you're just doing it cause you want it. Like you believe in it and you want mm-hmm. to help it grow, but it also made me stand out. So when the founder was asked like, Hey, we have this paid writing gig who like, who's a writer that you'd recommend? I was at the top because she was like, oh, you know, like Amanda's really stood out. And so I think that's like one big piece of advice I have for people trying to get into this space is you got to do a little work for free. There definitely becomes a point where you need to like get compensated for your skills. But at first you got to volunteer and you got to show up and you got to go that extra mile and like really stand out. Standing out is what helped me to get other jobs or even with like one of the companies I work with now rave doctor I was writing one blog a month for them like for fifty dollars and now I like am fully on as like a like a wholesale coordinator. I do their PR. I'm going to take over their influencer. And this is like two years later. And I've like been through the ups and downs. Like I've stopped working for them because they just didn't, you know, they couldn't pay me what I wanted to be paid, but I've always kept that relationship with them. And like, you know, they're like really, my really good friends now and they just launched a new product. Like it's just kind of the roller coaster of it, but it's very volatile. Like it's not for people that need stability. At least the way that I'm doing it. Right, like right. I'm doing it a little more scattered. You know what I mean? Um, and I also spent more of my savings expecting to go back to my job. Like it wasn't until it wasn't until I was kind of back at
0: the crossroads, or I was like. Wait, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go back. Sure. And so How I know it? For some people, I'm sure, because one of the things I was going to ask you too, is just like, so for people looking at this lifestyle or just looking to get more involved in music festivals that sort of like glamorize it in their mind of like what they think it is, you know, do you have like any other advice or anything you've learned along the way that you would share with people so they understand like the actual reality? It's not just free tickets to music festivals, which is what it seems like. There's so much more work that you've clearly put into this.
1: I think there's a couple categories. Um, I think especially like with some of the media outlets i work for, like there are some people who they have their full-time job and they do this on the side and like, they're okay with, you know, like three or four festival tickets a a year. And like, that's what they want to do. And then there's that category of people that like want to make it their full-time gig. Like that part is hard. Like you, if you want it to be your full-time gig, you do (laughs) you have to do a lot of work for free in the beginning. Um, I think, I think for me it was tough because like I said, I just wanted to travel. I just needed a break from my life. Like I was just like, yo, I'm out. Like I just need to like not be in the space I'm in. And I think that's, what's so cool about traveling. Um, Mm -hmm. I always tell people if you don't, like, if you don't know what to do, travel, even if you're taking a trip, for the weekend by yourself like in college I went through a rough patch and I literally rented a car and drove to the beach for a day and just like yeah. sat at the beach and like chilled yeah. and I think I've had so many of those moments like when I landed in Bali I was like bawling my eyes out because I was just so happy to like just yeah. be somewhere where nobody knew me you know right. what I mean like I didn't have anything that like I had to abide by or
0: anything like that um So I think the biggest advice is that it takes like a certain type of person to do that too. I think a lot of people even just like getting that first like step out the door is really hard or even quitting their job. Like I think a lot of people will just stay because it's comfortable and it's stable and like exactly what you're saying. I think it's like pushing yourself past that and like being a little uncomfortable at first too.
1: Yeah, I joke that I might be, like, missing that part of, like, your frontal <laughs> lobe that, like, tells you, like, not to. Because when yeah. I was 16, I got the opportunity to go to Italy by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like, put me on that plane. Like, let's go. And everybody right. around me was like, you're going to be on a plane by yourself? Like, sure. What, you don't know the people that you're meeting when you land? And I was like, no, like, let's, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but I realize that not everybody's like that, but I think that that's why I've tried to like share my story a little bit more because it turned out okay. You know what I mean? Like I, especially as a female solo traveler, like Mm -hmm. I've literally lived in Mexico by myself for a whole month where I knew nobody, you know, and like it's all turning out well, I think. I'm also pretty, like, I'm smart. I like, know, I get how the world works a little bit. You know, I know that if I'm walking around Mexico, I'm not going to be on my phone talking to my mom because I sound like an American. (laughs) You know, like, um, so just different things like that. But I think, yeah, for me, had I known, then I would have used my savings a little bit wiser. Um, I think that now I. What's really cool too is like now that I'm at the two, like two and a half year mark, I'm like seeing all those little seeds I planted are sure. like growing and kind of like coming back. But it took a while. And I still don't even I I think I'm making like half of what I was making at my old job. Like I think it is easy to glamorize it because festivals look so fun. But like if you also look through my Instagram, like I rewear a lot of outfits and a lot like, and I just mix and match things because yeah. yep. <laughs> because, like, the, I, I don't buy new clothes. like people said, like I got a lot of stuff in the beginning of the year, especially Coachella was rad. Like I got so <laughs> many cool outfits and I have been like mixing and matching those pieces okay.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. Like right. I'm so fortunate that I have a lot of brands that want to work with me, but that's why like Instagram is a tool for me to save money because yeah. like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I have this dope fur jacket and I had to do work. You know, I took pictures. I, I was helped them promote a party. Like I, I always try to make sure that they're getting value out of it. And I think right. that that's one thing that a little, like a me about influencer marketing is there are some influencers that don't realize that it's a collaboration right. and that you have to give something back for what you're getting right. and That's it's just true. like more authentic that way
0: yeah what I said nothing is free I feel like people just like say like oh do you get free stuff and it's like it's always an exchange there's always something you should be giving back like in return for something that you're getting
1: yeah, yeah it. Especially if it's a good quality product you know like right. I've gotten stuff and I've been like yo this is not Good. Like, I'm sorry. I'll give you feedback to make it better. But like, I can't promote this. But then, if I get something and I love it and I use it all the time, like, uh, like start like this glitter company where she sent me so much stuff and I use that all the time. So I'm always like tagging her, even though like we've gone past our original collaboration. Mm -hmm. I'm just like appreciative of it. Right. That's like in a way that I've saved money. Like this this sweater I've literally had since college. Like (laughs) I'm like still wearing. Like anything I basically had when I left for Southeast Asia is. Like yeah. what I've been like wearing. I yeah. mean, I bought some like new underwear and stuff. Okay. <laughs> a bit here.
0: but even that. Though, your though you're being resourceful and like. I mean, I forget one of your other tips that I was like listening to. Obviously, was like having a travel credit card and like some other mm-hmm. things. Like, yeah. That. So I've used. On.
1: <laughs> I definitely use debt as a tool, yeah. and that's kind of on me because I've kind of still lived life like I'm not broke. <laughs> right. Which is probably not the best. Like I gave budgeting tips and I think I mentioned in the video, like budgets give me anxiety. Like if I were to be like, you can only spend X amount of money on food, like Mm -hmm. that stresses me out because I like to be social and enjoy life and like still do things. But if you look at my credit card statement, it's literally only food and travel. (laughs) like that's it like I'm not and it's not even like a Starbucks every day it's like going to like dinner with my friends you know what I mean and even that I try to limit um but for me too because I own my own business anytime I travel to a festival because I work in the festival space Mm -hmm. I can write off those expenses and then those expenses help me even as as my income gets higher and I get into this kind of weird wiggle room of like Mm -hmm. like not really rich, but not really like poor anymore, but I still want free health insurance. I have to like make sure my ex- expenses like even it out. So there's all these kind of like money tools that I've used. And like, even with my credit card, I always roll that into like when it gets too high, mm-hmm. instead of paying interest on it every month, I roll it into a, like a transfer. So I pay like a 3% fee and then I get another year to pay it off. Got it. And got it. 3% okay. is way better than 50 50- 15% a month. Right. So I've just been kind of like scheming all these, yeah. yeah, all these different ways to make it last longer, but also to kind of live comfortably because I don't want to be like super stressed out, but that I'm also like this new year, I'm making some new rules. Like for festivals, for example, I'm only going to travel if I am making more money or breaking even okay. because while I get a free ticket, most of the time I'm still paying for my accommodations. Yep. I'm still paying Paying for my housing, or not my housing, um, I travel there. Right. I'm still paying for all my food, you know what I mean? So I need to like really do less and focus. So the only festival I have planned next year is Envision Festival, and I'm working for them. Okay. So it's my first time actually like working. So I did um, Shambhala Festival in Canada. I've only done like international festivals where I've actually worked for the festival. Okay. <laughs> So I worked as media for them, but that was just for a ticket because I'm pretty new to photography and it was my first ever festival being part of the in-house media team. Cool. But for Envision Festival, I'm working with their sponsorship team. And it's actually like, I'm a full-blown team member. Um, so I get a stipend, you know, all that kind of stuff. All, everything on site is covered for me, which is really cool. It's a lot more work than I've ever done um, for a festival. And it kind of like is the biggest organization I've worked for in two years. Um, all the jobs I've done have been like startups, you know, it's usually like me and I like report to the founders or I am the founder and I'm kind of running the show. Um so it's a little it's a little different for me, but it's it's cool to kind of experiment. I think it's shown me that like I don't want to work for the festival. I much more enjoy being an independent contractor and doing right. it kind of outside. Yeah. But it's I think you have to try and you have to learn um and see see what you like and what you don't like.
0: Right. And I think with a lot, I mean with music festivals in general, I don't know, like, if as many people know, a lot of the companies that own them, like, contract people or have freelancers because they only happen one time a year. So, like, mm-hmm. my cousin is, like, a perma freelancer. She's worked for, like, all these major music festivals, and it's been really hard for her to find a full-time job because people are only hiring for the season, and then your role mm-hmm. is kind of up. So, I've seen, I've kind of, like, watched that experience because I get questions sometimes, like, oh, don't you want to work for a music festival? And I'm like, uh, I don't unless, it, and like, unless it's like a standout thing, like insomniac events, who is like a ridiculous yeah. corporation or something like that. But in even general, that though, like, jobs.
1: yeah, I have friends that work for insomniac. Um, and they're like, they still work a bunch of events with them. One of them went and got like a full-time job at Salesforce doing events Okay, well, and then was like, Oh, I can't do this anymore. I want to go back to the festivals. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like you are, are basically like your own boss and you're working for every gig, unless you want to be tied down. Because the thing that I think a lot of people enjoy about it though, is you get to work in so many different styles. Whereas even if you become like an insomniac employee, like that's the only company that you're working for. And I think people that are kind of that personality get a little bored maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, because I went to x live conference and that brings together like a bunch of festival organizers and things like that and even them have different projects going on even people that are like high up at festivals or high up at golden voice you know like that's their thing for like half the year and then they're still figuring out other things I think there are very few full-time positions
0: unless you're higher so how do you now that we're getting into the new year um how do you approach like planning out your festival schedule is it as they come up like opportunities as they come up or are you like really planning out like these are the ones I want to hit I gotta know your bucket you <laughs> <too.
1: laughs> I know I like I want to sit down and do it, and I keep telling myself that yeah. like okay I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna make a plan um yeah. I've gotten a few offers for a couple of different jobs so I'm kind of just trying to figure out like what are my goals because kind of how I said that goal is I want everything to be paid for mm-hmm. you know I've I've done the free ticket thing. Um, but now I need to get the free flights and the free, you know, s- hotel and stuff like that, which I had a couple projects this year where I got to do that. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Um, yeah. I did one of my first like brand deals where they like covered everything outside of the festival. And that I found out about maybe just a few months before I it was, I went to Capitol Hill block party in Amtrak, the train company, like yeah. paid for my whole way. And I did a bunch of content for them and it was really cool. And like, if you told me I was going to go to Capitol Hill block party in Seattle at the beginning of the year, I'd be like, what's that? Like, and it ended up being like the coolest trip ever. And it was like really kind of like inspired me. And then I, I, just get distracted by a lot of things. Um, so envision is definitely on my list. That'll be the first one. Okeechobee is a maybe. And then Coachella. Coachella will always happen uh, just because as an influencer, like I literally wrote an article about this. It's, it's the Olympics for influencers. Like without even trying, I was making money because people just reach out to you and they like want, they want to work with you and they just, they want their name Coachella. And I think now that I like understand the game more, like I'm more ready for it. Um, then after
0: of that, say that again, You usually do weekend one, is that like I've done
1: done both weekends for
0: two years. So the first so the first
1: year I did that crazy thirty six hour like I just want to go. Cause I like have yeah. this money burning a hole in my pocket. And then the second year was when we just founded Festivate. And so we were like, let's just go to the parties weekend mm-hmm. one. Okay. Um, but then Beyonce was playing and we were like, we have to see Beyonce. <laughs> like, Odessa did the drones? And then oh, weekend God. two, had already planned. So weekend two, I always have planned. And then I somehow like end up at weekend one. So like this sure. year, uh, cause there's a lot of parties that happen weekend one. Okay. Um, and so that's like, again, as an influencer, just for like networking, I mean, it's a little ridiculous and it's a little much at times. Um, but also like, I just don't hang out with people like that. So right. like when you go to these parties, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is really cool. And like I said, business wise, it's just a really good, um, opportunity to be mm-hmm. there. And then after that, it's a mystery Tomorrowland, I think Tomorrowland and Glastonbury are probably my two Ooh. bucket list festivals. Okay. I think I've been really fortunate in the states. I think I've like done everything yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been really lucky like I can't I can't honestly think of a festival that I haven't maybe like Movement Detroit um because I've heard really good yeah. things about it, but it's going to yeah. be at the same time as Lightning in a Bottle and like okay. I just fell in love with Lightning in a Bottle last year. It was my birthday weekend. It was just epic. Like, it's yeah. such a cool festival. It's very similar to, like, Envision, and Envision is one of my favorite festivals. Um, so I think, yeah, we're on the international side. Uh, Glastonbury is just the largest festival in the world. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's just something that I need to see for myself. Sure. Um, and then Tomorrowland is, like, what got me into EDM and everything. Yeah. Like, I think it was their... 2013 video maybe okay. um maybe 2012 but like I just remember watching that on YouTube and then after that that's how I discovered my favorite song which is Jubal by Klingon Ooh, um lovely. so it was, yeah so it was, it was literally just like thank you YouTube and algorithms like yeah. just one of my, my friends was like oh my god you have to see this video like you went to counterpoint right and then it was just like from there yeah it just like set it off so I had a few friends go this year and I was like to go but it's just
0: it's like it's just such a big I definitely you you're inspiring me I like want to do international festivals because I haven't done any yet as well and like just con content wise and personal wise I'm like it, it it's a lot to just branch out and finally do something and internationally like traveling is just like I always come back feeling like so refreshed and rewarded so like combining the two and not just doing like a vacation but doing a festival abroad would be like a dream come true for me But um, I actually I wanted to ask you because I get this question sometimes now that you're doing this as like a job, but it's still like a passion project for you. Do you start to feel like jaded at any point or do you still like fully enjoy the experience of like being at a festival?
1: Yeah, I think I tend to know when I start to get burnt out like last year I did eight in a row. Right. And that was just like. Lunch. no go.: yeah. yeah. Like even if you are taking care of yourself, you know, like at one point, like I was basically like almost 100 percent sober, just yeah. because beer like drinks at a festival are like 12 dollars, and I just like <laughs> yeah. couldn't afford them, And like I just needed to like take care of my drink. drink. <laughs> literally. Like, literally saving tip number one:'t yeah, yeah. drink Or get an artist' pass and then you get an open bar right. and then that's like a good way to I do think. it. Um) But I just by the eighth festival, it just wasn't fun anymore. Like I was just like, I'm just tired. I want to go to the gym. I want to have a routine. Like I want to just like slow down. And like, I think it wasn't so much working them. It was just like the sheer number of it. Cause I think I've also done a good mix of like fun and working so like when I went on this eight week stint mm-hmm. uh in the middle of it Bonnaroo I got tickets from yeah. artists so I didn't have to work for them I I didn't have any obligations so I literally I had one picture for Bonnaroo that year oh. like I left my phone I literally locked it like in her glove compartment like my friend's glove compartment and just like oh. didn't like touch it I was like if you want to find me we'll set a meeting point like right, that's right. that's just like what's happening Um, and I think that doing things like that and making sure that I have festivals where they're just for fun Mm. is so, so important. Or like, you know, like this festival I'm working, but this festival, I'm just going to have fun with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, Like squad festivals or like electric forest. Um, I went with glow FX and (laughs) I
0: can't wait. You're gonna
1: have like you're gonna love it. It's, it's I'm insane. treating
0: it like how you're talking about it. I say that now, but like obviously I'm gonna do daily vlogs because mm-hmm. like that I love to do that. I enjoy yeah. it. But like there's the other half of me that's like I think I'm really like maybe maybe do one meetup because it's a four-day festival, but I just totally want to enjoy myself and be surrounded by the people and experience it and not like have work obligations like you're Mm -hmm. talking about. Cause that just seems like I just want to like drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid that whole weekend.
1: I think too, like face masks and like hats like sometimes go. I'll just like you know what I mean? like, I'll just go incognito and like yeah. I'm fortunate to where I I don't get recognized super mm-hmm. much I mean I have some stories where they've been like hilarious
0: like i been <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: howling at the moon in Costa Rica and somebody recognized me like, it's a really weird moments. but yeah when I want to go incognito you know like I know to put a mask mask on I know because like for me too like a lot of the times I'm working like at Coachella for example there's like a bar like a back area to the do lab and so I know if I go in there that I'm like networking right on my game you know what I mean like I know if I go to the media area like I'm gonna be there to like network and stuff but like if I just have like a GA pass and I'm just like in the thick of it with my friends like that helps so much. And I'm really fortunate that I have a pretty good squad that Mm -hmm. goes to two to three festivals every year. And I've been festivaling with them for like five years now. Mm -hmm. So I think like having, when I'm, when I'm at those, like, obviously I make new friends and like, I love the people that I'm around, but it's like those moments when I'm like around them that I get to be like, wow like this is why I do this like you know this is worth it like to be here with them and I'm in such a better place mentally than I was you know when I was at Tomorrow World 2015 with them you know I can just reflect on it and see Um, I think also like the type of pass you get definitely helps you know media passes you tend to get snacks and like an air-conditioned room that you can hang out in and better access (laughs) that is yeah I mean some festivals you get nothing like some ones, I've literally gotten like regular GA and like you get like a cooler water bottles maybe um and then some like Austin City Limits literally rolls out the red carpet there's like happy hours and food trucks and massages and I got my hair done like they like really, (laughs) really do it big and I think that that helps because like sometimes especially if I'm on a long run and I have a GA ticket I'm like not to be like annoying, but it's like, I just, I just want some of the amenities that I have, you know?
0: And, how do you, how do you suss out like certain opportunities now too? Because like uh, people who are entrepreneurs or are working like multiple jobs and doing different hustles, like as you grow your brand and everything, I'm sure a bunch of stuff starts to come your way. And like, how do you decide what's worth your time? And like, what is a legitimate opportunity versus mm-hmm. something that you might have to pass on?
1: Um, I think just asking questions, questions um I think for me I've definitely tried some things and been like oh that was not what I want to do yeah Yeah. Yeah. but luckily those I like got paid for so I was like okay well least I like made some money you know like paid off some debt so that was cool (laughs) um but I think you have to make sure that people are respectful of your time and your skill like me I know that I know this industry pretty well now and when people like want to bring me on like I know that I have really good ideas and that took me a lot to like feel confident Mm -hmm. or like even, I think if you, even if you're just like a photographer, you're just starting out like, yeah, work for free, doing an exchange for pass to the festival, get Mm -hmm. your name out there over deliver and like really show up. But if you've done that a few times and like, you need to wait until somebody's going to pay for it. And even if that means skipping a festival or saying no, like you just have to be patient. I think people get really impatient Mm-hmm. And they just take the first thing that comes to them. Yep. And it's just like waiting it out and making sure that it's like a hundred percent right for you mm-hmm. is like a huge key. Um, and really just like figuring out what you wanna do. Like for me, I know I'm never gonna work like the parking lot. Like really you know, like well it's a great opportunity if you want to get involved in production like I have no desire to be part of the setup of a festival yeah. yeah even artist relations like that's something I've like thought about for a little bit just because it is you know pretty close to kind of what I, like media when you're interviewing you're already working with them right. uh, but then you can sometimes just become a babysitter and I
0: was like I don't know it's <laughs> not maybe not my thing
1: yeah yeah so I think it's just like figuring out what your thing is the understanding your end goal you know if like you want to be a tour manager if you want to just be a manager if you want to be the head of artist relations or the head of public relations for a festival, like making sure that those opportunities like align with okay. that end goal totally helps. And if you don't know what your end goal is, then try everything. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like figuring out what I want to do is like going back to that goal of getting everything paid paid for you know if I'm paying any part of my way then for me it's just not gonna be the right opportunity because I need to save the money Yeah, you know like I need to stop buying plane tickets and like stop eating out and like the only way I'm gonna do that I, now that I have my lovely new home in Denver like I actually have a place to hang out you know yeah. and so it was like taking that money that I was spending and now I'm spending it on rent so like my priorities yeah. are just different yeah um so that's why I'm kind of like in between about Okeechobee, because it's across the country for me now, mm-hmm. but it is one of my favorite festivals, I went the first two years, it was absolutely magical, yeah. I'm curious to see, like, what Insomniac does as they take over, yeah, I, um, yeah. I hope that, I mean, it was kind of becoming, like, a college frat party, just because it happens during spring break in Florida, yeah. um, but you definitely still had the hippies that came, um, not the hippie, that like, the Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, we're, we're going to see the lineup super interesting. Um,
0: I know know there's so many good, but there's always going to be more. That's what I always tell myself. Like, I know it's like so hard when you see like a lineup drop and everything and they each feel like so special, but I think a lot of people from what I've seen and like some people I've met in this community, like I do think some people start to overextend themselves or go into debt just to like, say that they've been to this many festivals or that, like, they can't miss a lineup. And at the end of the day, like, you just have to decide, like, what are your priorities? What can you realistically afford and yeah. manage, especially when you are paying travel and stuff and make those, like, hard decisions for yourself. And if you can afford to do all of them, by all means, go for it yeah. or find a way to make money doing it because yeah, that's the best of both worlds. But, Um, I mean, like looking back, kind of like reflecting on everything you've been through now, do you, were there any like hard lessons you learned along the way or like things that you feel like, I don't know, just like helped you get to where you are now?
1: Uh, I think who to trust. Um, I was really fortunate in the beginning, like my business partner, Stephanie, the founder of festival squad Mm -hmm. is amazing. She is just like a genuine, real person. And she, I mean, everybody's looking out for themselves, but she's not only looking out for herself, you know, like she is very open and honest with me. And like, I know she has my back. And I think that that's one of the great things about the whole festival squad team is like my editor, like everybody I've met through that organization Mm -hmm. has been absolutely amazing and very, I guess, like altruistic and open Um, I definitely have made some mistakes and worked with some companies that weren't looking out for me Mm -hmm. and didn't see my value. And, you know, really like, I don't like not really screwed me over, but just like left a bad taste in my mouth, you know? Um, and that was a hard lesson to learn because everybody talks about the music industry and they're like, Oh, you know, it's like so tough. And like, I've noticed that more on the photography side now too, how cutthroat it is. And like, again, I was really lucky. Like, when I was, when I first learned photography, like one of like the a photographer festival squad lent me his camera. I was like, Hey, we don't have anybody to photograph it. I think somebody with my camera, I'll edit all the photos for you. Just go take pictures and like gave me all these like tips and tricks and stuff like that. And like, who does that? You know what I mean? Like I just had really great mentors. Um, and then he told me exactly what camera to buy. He gave me like so many tips. He even gave me like a preset. Like I've just always been surrounded by people that like have always looked out for me and always wanted to work with me and like right. just had, like built me up. And then like last year, the beginning of this year, like I really made some mistakes and trusted um, some people that I shouldn't have trusted. That maybe like were looking out for only themselves right. and just didn't like, handle things right, you know. I think the way that I've gotten so far is I leave a really good impression and like, not to like sound conceited, but it, it's something that I, I value in myself is like, I really try to get to know somebody on a personal level. Like a lot of the jobs I have now, like I can tell you that person's life story. Like I can tell you all about them. I've been to a festival with them. I've created great memories. You know, I've like stayed up with them to like five in the morning talking about life, you know, like I just, I've really tried to work to make people, my friends. And that's, that's the only way I want to do it. Um, and those things don't pay off right away. Right. You know, a relation, somebody I met two years ago, mm-hmm. I like, they could come back, you know, six months or like, you know, sometimes they come back six months. and yeah. 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 And like, I've taken a lot of phone calls where people are like, Hey man, can we just like chat? And I'm, I'm always like saying yes. Um, lately I started to like kind of down that a little bit just cause it, it's like takes a big toll, but mm-hmm you know, I've really been down to like, I don't care. You could be the CEO of a company. You could be like Forever, yeah. you know, a waiter at a restaurant. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to treat you all the same yeah. and get to know you. Cause I never know what you're going to be doing in a few years. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Very smart. No, I love that. I think, I, I just think this community obviously is like so special because there are so many genuine people. Like at least that's been my experience. Of course, there's always going to be like some people that don't have the best intentions or are doing something for their, like, personal gain. But I do think we are, like, a little bit lucky that the EDM community and, like, music festival community does have some, like, really awesome people. And, like, that's been one of the things I've loved about doing this. Like, I became familiar with you not that long ago, and then I was watching some of your videos, and I was like, I have so much in common with this girl. This is fucking crazy. And it's just been, like, the most rewarding thing to, like, meet like-minded people who you have an incredible work ethic. And it's just like really, really cool to see like these opportunities that probably couldn't have been jobs like a couple of years ago, like people creating jobs for themselves around the things they love. It's like super inspiring and really, really awesome to see. So I think, I mean, I think this is all like so helpful for anybody who wants to get like more involved in this community or do this um, for a living. So thank you so much for all of your tips and advice. And like, what is, what is the next thing that you are like really excited about or that you're like working on right now?
1: Um right now I'm getting back more on my content game. Um I started a TikTok which was pretty fun. Um, TikTok,
0: that's so great. <laughs>
1: like I just like honestly I just had all these ideas come up and I was like okay even if they're like stupid like I'm just having okay. fun making it. Mm-hmm. Um I released a new YouTube video today which was like I've been like slacking on my channel um cuz like the thing is like I because I don't have my stable income, like I'm juggling so many different things. Like I went to go make a post about all, like I'm working for five companies right now because I'm stringing together all these like little positions because I'm starting at square zero. You know, I don't have a degree in the field that I'm working in. I have very little experience in the field that I'm working in and I'm trying to do it on my own terms and that just like takes time to like build um so I have to do kind of all these odd jobs to make it work until my long term you know you're not going to become a millionaire overnight Yay. like are like I've noticed, like, just with owning my own business, you know, we're hitting the two-year mark, and I've seen our revenue double. But it's still, you know, even when it's doubling, it's still not that high. But it's getting there. I know, I know, if I stick with it, it's going to get to the point that I want it to be. Um, So I'm just really excited to like have a home again. Uh, Being in Denver is just. Awesome. Um, I think I'm gonna do less festivals but have more of an impact at those festivals. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's working or whatever content I create, you know, I tried something new at Imagine Festival, doing like a red carpet. Like I just I want to figure out that
0: video, I saw that.
1: (laughs) So I'm just testing, like I'm I'm just excited to be like to have some downtime to experiment really. Um just like try new things. I think the biggest theme for next for like right now, maybe not even next year, is just not being afraid to fail. Like I've made it this far. Like if I put a video out there and it flops, like whatever, like let's try, let's test, let's do an experiment. And then like when that one hits, let's figure out why it worked and let's keep doing it. So I think one thing that I'm really trying to do is like give back. So, you know, like, talking more about it um like you're like the second podcast I've done this month with people just yeah just like so like thank you for like having this platform um I'm like so appreciative of of it it's a hard word because I want to like I want to give back to you because I think one thing I was starting to feel was like not fulfilled you know like I think I was like oh like when I first started my Instagram it was like oh my god I'm at a festival like look at me you know (laughs) Oh, and now it's like, okay, like you can do this too. Like you can be happy. And like, I just, I want to give back because I was feeling a little bit like, what's the point of doing all of this?
0: Like right, 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 making
1: a difference. Cause I think that's one thing I really want to do is just make, make more of a difference in people's lives and really feel like I'm giving back. Cause I, I've, I've been really selfish the past two years and I think it's fine. Like, I think there are times mm-hmm. in your life when you can be selfish and that's okay. But I think for me, I was selfish. I got a lot out of it. I feel completely different about myself and my life than I did, you know, two and a half years ago. And now it's time to like take that and like give that to other people.
0: Sure. I think, but you're in such a good position because I think you like needed those experiences Mm -hmm. to be where you are now to then share that knowledge or create that content like around everything. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I could listen to you do a podcast. So (laughs) Um, I
1: actually recorded the first episode. It's like only five minutes. So we'll have to do
0: a little switch and bring you on mine. You can do the talking. No, but it's, it's so interesting. Like I think there's so many people in this community, and like there's people who obviously are just gonna attend music festivals, and it's like a hobby and they love doing it. And then I've met so many people who are like, no, I'm taking this seriously. Like, I professionally wanna do something in this community, and music festivals just keep continuing to grow. It's like unreal, and there are all these new jobs and stuff. So it's been really like rewarding talking to new people and meeting people in the community because it's like opening my eyes to opportunities that I didn't even know existed. So I just think it's so interesting and everybody has their own voice and story to tell. And that's why I'm like encouraging people. I'm getting more and more people saying like, I want to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, do it everyone has their own voice and their own opinion and their own experience. So I was
1: literally just taking like a class on this yesterday and it was like yeah. one of people's fears is like, Oh, there's already so many X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's so many YouTubers out there, but like nobody has your voice. Yeah. Your story. And yeah. like really showing that off and like believing in yourself enough to do it is a like, huge, like even just starting, even if you only ever make one video, like, That is still so much more than so many other people did. And so like, I think small victories and like people being proud of yourself for any milestone because it's so easy to like compare yourself to other people, but even just like starting a channel, starting a blog, like just creating that name is like such a huge step.
0: Yep. And I, I just think it's never going to be too oversaturated. Um, actually, Vibe with Age shared me a podcast. I'll have to send it to you. Um, I'm like obsessed with it now. It's called The Goal Digger Podcast. And it's this woman named Jenna Kutcher. And she's like an incredible entrepreneur. And the episode was all about um, like feeling like it's an oversaturated like space. And um, oh, it was called um, Somebody Stole My Idea or something like that. Like I had that idea, but they went and did it. And yeah. it, was like, it doesn't matter because you. There's so many ideas that, like, aren't original, but Mm -hmm. your experiences and, like, things that have happened in your life are going to make you tell the story differently than that person is. So, like, you shouldn't be afraid to go create a video that's somewhat similar Mm -hmm. because you were thinking about it anyway and you wanted to do it anyway, so... I, and like, I think too, like, yeah, <laughs> I think, well, you
1: and aid are a great example too, because like, I just got into YouTube this year mm-hmm. and the way that I found you guys was cause I was like, you know, festival content creators, like what is yeah. out there? And I quickly realized like, um, I think, oh, aid was asking me about dirty bird camp out and like, oh, okay. and I just realized I was like, I'm never going to be this organized. Like I'm <laughs> never going to make a prep video that I'm like, here's the, cause I've just never been that type of person. You're you can see on my channel, like, I made a couple prep videos, but, like, they're not super helpful in my opinion. Like, I just realized that that is just, like, not my thing. Yeah. I I was just trying to do kind of what, because you have to, I think, like, being useful is, like, a huge thing in this community, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I just put a video out today about, like, Instagram and, like, how to, like, improve your profile, and, like, that's where my skills oh, are, like, yeah. that's where my passion is about, like, I have so much random knowledge about that, whereas, like, you know, festivals, like, yeah, I've gone to a ton of them, and, like, if we casually talk about them, I can tell yeah. you, but, like, I'm just not organized enough to, like, prep you for
0: it, Present it you know way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, like, I just kind of realized that, like, you know, festival prep videos, like, probably not my strong suit. Like, I even tried to, like, film this really cool packing video, and I was just, like, I literally pack, like, it takes me a week to pack, first of all. It's not pretty. Like, I start in stages, it's all over the place, and then yeah, usually yeah. it's, like, the night before, and I'm just, like, literally stuffing my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, I just, like, realized, like, okay, I made these videos, it was cool, or, like, but that's just not not what I want to do or like I tried to do a Shambhala after movie and like I I'm just like not super comfortable like talking about my experience yet and I maybe like one day I will be but just like I've I've just learned what I'm good and what I'm not good at and so even though we're like all in the festival space like I'm figuring out my voice and like the direction that I want to go and it was by trying things and just like realizing like (laughs) it's not for me but like not so much stealing ideas but like saying like okay this person tried it like yeah. let me try it and put my own spin on it that's like literally exactly what tiktok is yes tiktok is literally seeing what people are doing and like putting your own spin on it and like seeing if it works
0: tiktok <laughs> okay, is so interesting uh, yeah I, I totally agree with everything you're saying and tiktok is one of those interesting things like I just got on board with it too like because I'm 28 years old so I avoided it forever because I was like this is not my demo mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I would be doing on here and then I realized it was sort of just like vine so I used it just to like entertain myself. And then I started uploading content on there and I was like, listen, I'm just gonna use this as like essentially my dumping ground for all of my extra videos that didn't mm-hmm. make it into a vlog, didn't make it on Instagram. And like they're just sitting on my phone. So let me just share them with everybody. Yeah. TikTok's reach is ridiculous. Like something can go viral instantly. It's like You know what I'm
1: trying to be patient because I've only been on it since Saturday. But I'm like, why am I not famous yet? No, I'm not. <laughs> like, come on. But I'm also having like I've never really done like sketch comedy and like I've kind of been doing that lately though. And like but then I've been putting it on my Instagram stories and my Instagram story views shot up because so many people were messaging me and being like, oh my God I- lol like I totally feel this and I also think like the demographic is like kids on TikTok don't get my jokes Um, because like I did a couple ones about like what I because I'm I'm 27 I'll be 28 in May like a lot of my jokes have been about like what I thought my life would be like and what it's actually like or like I did like a work from home video and like I got tons of laughs on Instagram stories like my followers, they would think I'm hilarious because that's more of the demographic, but like TikTok, not quite yet. But if anything, it's just, it's content, like I said, that I'm having fun making. And then I'm also going to do like a compilation for YouTube. That's going to be literally like adults at like late twenties, self-deprecating humor.
0: Love
1: it. (laughs) That's like been my stride lately. Um, so, so it's been fun, but I think like those strategies of, for example, like Mm -hmm. using that, using it to push people to other platforms, like those types of strategies, you know, repurposing the content, like those are the strategies that I really want to start sharing on my YouTube channel more and like really kind of like put that out there because I've been in a couple like group chats where people are like, wait, what, what are you saying? You know, like okay. little tips and tricks I've given it like blows people's minds. And I'm like, no, oh, I just go down like rabbit holes on the internet. Cause I love yes. this, you know? So yes. it just goes back to finding your voice and finding what you like. And like, just making it work for you because you gotta have fun doing it. Like every time I tried to do a prep video, I was like, Oh my god, I hate this. Why am I and doing you're this? forcing
0: it, then it doesn't make sense. I'm like exactly, still cracking like, up about because TikTok, you just get roasted by teenagers, and I'm like, You little fuckers, like what are you? Yeah, talking like, about? <laughs> you don't know me. I know. I'm
1: like luckily I'm not famous <laughs> enough, so I haven't had I had one hater. That was it. But my video was so it was literally, like, me talking about, like, how long my hair is.
0: And um, so I just real. Oh, nope. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, get out of here. But it, it's different, though, because I think – I've talked about this before. I do think, like, where you come at all of this with your life experiences, like, changes you. Because I, I have met some people in the festival community who are, like, killing it, and they're 19, Or 20, and I'm like, the decisions I would have made at that age would not have been great. I probably would have posted embarrassing ass shit. Oh, I was a hot mess. Like, I'm so happy that I am the age that I am (laughs) doing all. Like, all my
1: ratchet stuff was on Snapchat, and like, that just, just, I mean, I'm sure somewhere in the depths of the internet, but like, you gotta work to find my skeleton yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. all my drunken snaps like those disappeared so right. like, I'm very right. very You're fortunate kidding. yeah but oh. I think too like sometimes I think about that but I'm like I I like had to go on this journey and like I I wouldn't have been doing this at 19 I mean 19 I was like in a sorority and like thinking I was gonna you know, like be you know a financial advisor and be making like Ball in money and like that was gonna be my life you know yeah. I like sometimes like regret especially when I because I have student loan debt mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like oh my god I could have just like skipped school like I didn't like I don't need my degree for what I'm right. doing right now like no right. part of any of the job descriptions that I'm working for right now require a four year yeah but had I never gone to school like I'm I'm a very much believer in like no regrets and like you have to follow this path like had I not gone on down that path i i would have not have ended up here oh, so i have to like really like almost say it like a mantra to myself you know and like really like be thankful for it rather yeah. than like regretful because those student yeah. loan payments every month like really suck
0: i know i can't even the state of that is like a whole nother episode too it's <laughs> No, I mean, this was so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on here. This is awesome. Yeah, this is great. Sounds like we got a few offline things. To talk I know. About. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm No, but just in general, I know you said you have a couple shows coming up, but um, I wanted you to like plug all your socials where everybody can find you. Yeah, so, well, the next festival will be at is Decadence
1: in Colorado. So if anybody's there, let me know. Um, my most popular platform is Instagram at where's underscore Amanda. TikTok is the same thing. Twitter's the same handle. Uh, my website is Uh, because Where's Amanda was too expensive to buy and I'm not. <laughs> that. Um, yeah. But yeah, all those all those platforms you can find me on. Uh, follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to be famous there. Yeah. Uh, but my YouTube channel is also just slash Where's Amanda. Um, that, I'm coming out with a new series on just like I'm doing one on how to grow your Instagram. Another one will be like your website and blog, just really kind of giving the ins and outs of how to look professional, even if you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and even if you have no following, like how to gain a following on those, because I think half the battle is just looking like, you know what you're doing. It's going to make people want to follow you. if you kind of have your stuff together, I'm coming out with a podcast. uh, I've recorded one episode where it's literally just going to be more talking about like life. Um, I say it's for people that want to follow their dreams, even if they don't know what they are. Um, so figuring out, yeah, just like how to be happier, how to be more productive, um, and go to more music festivals. Like if that's your dream, like let's, let's get you there.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. That's so exciting. I will listen to all of those things. <laughs> I think when you're talking from experience and you're talking about something you're passionate about, like that just comes across mm-hmm. versus like doing it for views and all of the above. So I'm looking forward to all of the content that you have coming out um seriously thank you so much for kicking off this new year everybody happy new year wherever you're like listening from it's kind of weird projecting like a month down the line right <laughs> but um, hope,
1: hope the world hasn't ended yet <laughs>
0: yeah, right, i hope everyone had a nice fun new year's eve um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what you do and I hope I can connect with you because I've never been to Red Rocks. So oh, yes. <laughs> come visit. It's I, really to get out there. I was going to say, if anything, it's kind of like a nice trade off for you to be out there because hopefully you can still get to some really amazing shows over there.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't live in other, any other city, honestly.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I've never been out there. So I definitely have to get, get on that. But okay. I want to pick like a really, cause there's so many incredible, like Shows that go out there I'm like what's gonna be the one that Mm -hmm. I'm like okay I'm sending it yeah
1: and even like with you pick a Red Rock show but then like Friday night like last week there was five different shows that I wanted to go to like any given night here there's just so much amazing like music happening it's a really cool like music town
0: right now yeah oh that's so exciting well thank you so much for your time I really really appreciate it everybody go support Go follow Amanda. I'm gonna link all your stuff below, and uh, I'm gonna end the Zoom here. But I'll chat with you offline. Okay, seeing nice you. I'm Bye. good. Bye. Alrighty, you guys, that was so fucking awesome. Huge thank you again to Amanda for coming on today. Again, you guys can follow her on Instagram at where's underscore Amanda. And 10 out of 10 recommend checking out her YouTube channel and her new podcast. um, If you guys want to learn a little bit more about her and become more familiar with her content, but I hope that you guys did take something out of today's interview. Um, I genuinely, like I said, I wanted to talk to her offline some more because there are so many questions I still have. But I think it's just really cool to see her growth for such a young person. And I don't know, just for me, I always feel like so invigorated. I don't know if that's the right word, but like driven and motivated, motivated. And just like, I don't know, I feel like taking risks is such a huge part of life. And she just maybe be like, you know what, like sometimes you just got to do it and go for what you're passionate about because you're going to be doing it majority of the time every day. It's work. So yeah, I really, really valued hearing how she made all of that happen and, you know, how she went from quitting her job to doing what she does now you know, it is a lot of work. It's not easy. That is 100% true. And yeah, I mean, especially like if you want to follow your passions, like it may not feel like work at the end of the day, but people who are successful are putting in so much time and effort behind the scenes that you guys don't see. So yeah, so it was really, really great to talk to her. I'm super happy I had her on and I'm very excited to see what other endeavors she starts on in 2020. Um, I just felt like this was the perfect episode to kick off the new year as we're all sort of trying to evaluate our own goals and resolutions like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode and yeah and I just hope that gives somebody like a better idea of of how some of this stuff works and it is possible you definitely can do this if you if you have that in mind um but yeah but you got to set yourself up to be successful and give yourself a little bit of cushion there to make to take financial risks as well so I'm really really excited about that interview and how that came out Alrighty, you guys want to get into some news? How about we do that? Uh, Normally I have like a full list of things and I don't have that much on here, but I'm trying to think. I don't know, during the holidays I really was trying to like rewind and spend time with family and of course I was working on a ton of stuff, but I, I feel like I wasn't on social media as much as I was on like a normal day-to-day basis. So that's a good thing. We're excited about that. But anyway, a couple things. Um, Mainly festival announcements. Hangout festival sold out quickly, which was crazy. That lineup to me, I think I mentioned in an earlier episode, looked so solid. I was like contemplating it for a second and then it sold out. And so never mind. <laughs> We're going to check that off the list. Um, Coachella announced... Three of their headliners, uh, Travis Scott, Frank Ocean, and Rage Against the Machine. I'm sure the full lineup will be dropping very soon if it isn't dropped already. Um, Those three, not very appealing to me personally. No offense, but um, yeah, we'll see. Coachella's lineup last year actually was pretty good. Uh, Deja Vum's lineup came out, which if you guys are not familiar, Deja Voom is Base Nectar's festival. It actually sounds so fucking cool. It's in Cancun, Mexico, March 25th to the 28th. The lineup is so good. Like what? I'm trying to think if I know anybody that's done this festival I'm not sure but it's kind of like one of these things like how holy shipwrecked is this year where you're sort of like in this resort and then you have the stages and it's kind of like a whole party atmosphere which is pretty cool so just a couple names bass nectar grizz sub focus caspa claude von Stroke, justin J, christian martin who else do we have in here zion rezo crash champagne drip Jansen, the librarian, whole bunch of names I don't recognize. Honeycomb. So that's a really cool vibe, especially if you're into Base Nectar. I feel like that would be a pretty big bucket list um, festival. So definitely go check that out. And last thing I wanted to mention Tomorrowland. Uh, There was an announcement that they extended their festival contract through 2034. So this is the second festival, there might have been more, this year that have announced extensions, like very extensive extensions, because Electric Forest was renewed for 10 more years in its location, and now Tomorrowland, which it said it celebrated its 15th birthday in 2019, but yeah, now it's going to be through 2034, which is really exciting not surprising at all. It's probably one of the be- the biggest EDM festivals in the world um, and that is in Belgium. Definitely a bucket list item for me. I have yet to do an international festival. So that is something I think more in like my 30s. I will probably hit because I do not see myself being able to travel to that in like the next two years, but definitely something in my 30s, which I feel like is like the perfect time because I feel like it's, it's a European festival it could skew a little bit older So anyway, that's really, really exciting. I know a lot of people who are a big fan of Tomorrowland were excited to hear that. And to me as a festival level lover, it just shows again like festivals are going absolutely nowhere. So anyone who keeps saying that like the bubble has burst, the EDM bubble has burst, absolutely not. These festivals keep getting bigger and better. There's more of them. Some fail, some succeed, but the ones who are big, like I do not foresee them going anywhere. I just think that these interactive experiences where you get to be away For a full weekend, listening to music, having fun with your friends, having a life experience is what people are looking for and you have the opportunity to travel too. So anyway, I'm very excited about all of that news. You guys know how much I love festivals (laughs) and I do not have any updates at this point about 2020 festivals. Right now, the only tickets I have physically purchased are Electric Forest. I am trying to squeeze in a festival in the spring if I can, you guys, so I'll keep you posted. Um... I'll say there's one right now that I'm probably like 60% chance going to. (laughs) But I will update you about that as soon as the tickets are secured. All right. I think that's all I have for you guys today thank you so much for checking out the episode again if you guys could just take two minutes out of your day to screenshot and share your screen on your instagram stories on twitter on snapchat tag at rave culture cast and at emma kapotis in it i will always repost you guys and reshare it you know it means the absolute world to me to see you guys sharing like my work and something that i'm super passionate about so thank you so much for doing that again rate and review on itunes if you guys want go subscribe over on youtube check out the interview too if you want to see Amanda and I chatting. And I think that's all I have. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace.